Welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, world building podcast where we throw spaghetti at the wall and it's up to you what sticks. Each episode, we go in-depth on an element of fictional worlds, breaking it down and developing unique examples live on the fly to give you ideas you can copy, steal, or be inspired by. Whether you're a writer, a GM, or an all-around nerd goblin, I vote nerd goblin. Just looking to indulge your imagination, we've got you covered. I'm Kyle. I'm Ethan. On this episode, we'll be discussing elections. And the transfer of power peacefully. Yes, in a magical world. We Correct. all live in the real world where elections are pretty common. Uh, if you live in America, they're all that they happen all the time. So we all know what a general election is. But these are kind of absent from genre fiction, usually. It, it's surprising, actually, how few storylines there are centered around elections. There's things show up regarding politics, but when it comes to the actual selection of a new ruler and a transfer of power, like because of the medieval influence on the fantasy genre, like particularly high fantasy, most of these most fantasy stories or worlds take place in a monarchy or a empire empire religious oligarch. Yeah, very typical autocracies, right? But it is relatively uncommon for fantasy worlds to include elections and even less so for them to be a common forefront or main point in a story i mean they there was the point in they happened in harry potter when Uh there was an election for a new minister of magic which was just sort of a throwaway which leads me to believe that if there was something about the harry potter world that made elections special they didn't get into that detail it's possible they might have just functioned like normal british election elections back when those were things um and then there there was a lot of parliamentary stuff in star wars famously yeah. because a lot of people hated it in the prequels but it was I thought it was interesting like they talked about because that's the thing is they in whatever genre fiction has a more democratic or republican or a form of government that is more officials we might get the politics but we don't get a ton about how they got into those positions we don't talk about right. like they don't focus on the elect the, the electoral process like the only example i could think of is not in fantasy or genre fiction is gangs of new york which is a phenomenal movie i think it's scorsese's yep. best movie but there's a huge section of the movie dedicated Old towards statement. like the yeah I, I stand by it uh, a huge section dedicated towards an election and towards like a 1960 or 1864 New York City election, which they were famously corrupt at the time. Right. Tammany Hall and all that. Are a lot of election stories, you know, I mean, Milk is a great one. There there are lots of wonderful stories, but, they, but they're mostly modern. They're mostly modern and they're mostly actually about the politics of the election. Not even that. I was actually, I was actually well, that too, but I was actually going to say more the candidates themselves, like their biographies. True. Yes. Yeah. Right. Of people. And who and elections are part of the story, but they yeah. are not the focus. So what we're trying to th- think about is from a worldly perspective, if you're building forms of government in your world and you want to pick something that, that is democratic because it's the best, um, then how do you build that structure, especially when you have something like magic, when you have all these X factors that you can get in the real world, like this, the the X factors are pretty limited. We know what what, what like you're building an election. <laughs> As you're we're learning, a... they're growing though. <laughs> True, but it, and if you're writing like a, like a modern thing, yeah, you, like it's bounded by re- the realities of the world. But if you like, if you have necromancy and you have like mind control and you have 
anything that you can have in a magic world. What does that do in an election? Like, like, let's find out. Real talk. We always like, and this is directly stealing from what a lot of people talk about in here is is dead people voting. Literally, what if you raised up your dead uncle to go vote for the candidate that you wanted him to? And maybe he just died last year and no one knew. And would you, if ne- would you do that? Right. Would there yeah. be a group of necromancers okay. that just kept collecting recently dead bodies and animating them over and over again to sway elections? Like the Necromancers Guild could, in that way, assume, like Ceteris Paris, like right? guild hold everything. Necromancers. Right. Like, but just like hold everything else equal. Right. Yeah. There's just okay. necromancy. Uh-huh. They could sway elections so easily because yeah. literally they control thousands of votes. That simple. Right. You got to think through these these considerations about voting. How do you vote? Who votes? Who has voting rights in your world? You think about election integrity. You got to think about who monitors, right? Like who are the election officials who 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 oversees elections and make sure they go they go according to plan. Who can your candidates be? I mean, I'm I'm still stuck at the end of the necromancers guild. I think that's just hilarious as a concept of just a bunch of necromancers getting around and organizing about like I'll take this, I'll take that cemetery today. Uh, you guys can go over there. Uh, <laughs> don't mess with my skellies. These are my skellies. My skellies. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, these are my fleshies, and my fleshies are going to beat up your skellies. I did not like saying fleshy. I'm really sorry that I said that. It's I like deeply. Up, it was deeply it was great. upsetting. <laughs> it was great at content. So in like, okay, thinking about the mechanism. So if, if the mechanism is like a paper ballot and assuming that like we're just doing it, traditional mechanism with the notion of the magic. I'm. Let's think through what the necromancer situation leads to. And not that it's like there's a necromancer's kill. There's like one necromancer. It's the kingmaker. This yep. necromancer is like it, political candidates are secretly trying to. It's Jimmy Hoffa or whatever in the '60s. It's like you want him on the, on your side, and he is like gonna be like pretty corrupt. He's pretty yep. awful, but he wants the he's best. He's for sale. He's for sale, and he will he will make a bunch of uh, fleshies come back and go vote on for your you candidate. Fleshy again. I'm quitting this podcast in the middle of this episode. I, I I don't think he will. You started fleshy. I said and I it. regret it immediately. Yeah, I mean fleshy's a, fleshy's is gonna be gonna be fleshy. a thing. Fleshy, fleshy. Uh, <laughs> stop trying to make flesh happen, God. <laughs> and maybe there isn't much more to that. I think that that in of itself is a pretty like neat little bow of just like the the you you have like a a crime lord. You have a you have a gangster who is a necromancer who uses their necromantic abilities and they're like the only necromancer around mm. as a way to sway elections. They are uh, an institution in this city. It's good for like a kind of grungy um if like a like a Gotham-esque vibe of yeah. this is the city is a city on the brink. It's not doing so hot. And you know what you know why it's not doing so hot? Cuz this necromancer We'll call him Bob. Bob has been running rampant for years and has uh, been swaying all these elections with with all of his fleshies who walk around. And he kind of just runs the city now. And he basically just stole the electoral process for himself. And there's plenty of interesting, you know, themes in there about the real world. But also a a necromancer gangster like villain seems pretty cool to me. No, I agree. I think and I think that's a really cool way to tell a very fun story central centered around an election and and you can discuss pros and cons and and ethics and morals and all of that fun stuff and 
also just imagining I'm, I'm kind of stuck imagining how frustrating it would be to be a part of that society or to be a political candidate in mm -hmm. that society like yeah. how the fuck did we lose like we literally okay, like, okay. literally so, everyone that everyone's talking to is like no they voted it's like yeah but uncle tim voted okay so uncle in this tim died in this scenario some candidate would say i'm done with bob i don't want to i don't want to deal with this shit and they would go and they would like exhume every single body they can find in the area they would find every deceased person and they would burn the corpse to ash so that they cannot be brought back by bob yep. basically like somebody's going to undermine him and like sneakily go around taking away his and whoever figures his it supply. out yeah whoever figures it whoever figures out and doesn't want to deal with him and it's like i'm going to go around you because then what, what's bob going to do all of a sudden he has no power because his necromancy is also limited by the fact that there's fewer corpses. Right. Um, so he just is less powerful magically and he's less powerful politically. Yeah. And it's and it's that simple. And that's just one one idea. And we could, if you want to talk about like the mechanics of voting, if they are assuming as as in a relative relatively analogous real world if they are paper ballots still uh -huh. you could maybe have someone some mage some wizard somewhere who sells magically manipulated ink that lets mm. them change whatever oh, writing so whatever you oh, so they have they have control over yeah, or they can just say oh whatever was written with my ink suddenly it says bob it it's literally this like the the fantasy equivalent of all of the the 2020 fake election or election deniers is like the, they changed the, votes they changed the ballots right like even though that did not happen in the real world motherfuckers no, um no, it did. but it, there it were happened. no italian space satellites oh no uh wait, wait, wait was it italian space satellites that was one of them i think I'm pretty sure it was like space. It, it was a like pair with the Jewish being, space lasers. Or like votes were being sent to Italy. Italy was involved, which to me was like fucking. Italy? I mean, Italy would be involved like, in any corruption. No, but they, not like that. This is not. Yeah, it's just made up bullshit. Okay. But so I think in that instance, everybody like, okay. So if magical ink exists that can just kind of change like that, you're either one going to only use, uh, you're going to have like a, like a serious control on the paper and ink being used for the ballots right from like the, the official mages guild is like going to have an agreement with the, like the whatever governing bodies exist like so say there's a um there's a civil service who is like administering these elections they're mm. going to have an a lot like an a, agreement with the mages guild to be like we, we will only acquire this from you um, right. They will, you, they will set you, some sort of official paper ink combo and yeah. find a way to magically verify it that that they would 100 percent. Yeah. And it, it does create an interesting story uh, potential in, in there as well of like for like an RPG campaign, for instance, if there is a heist, essentially somebody is is trying to sneak into one of these to somewhere in this election and uh, plant a bunch of the of the magic ink to change things. And so it's like, yeah, oh, they're trying to swap out the ink. It. Yeah, like go go stop them. So, yeah, you could do that. And these are all things that basically anything you could think of that would create a vulnerability in an election through magic. This is also a great way to create store to create mechanisms for magical election integrity. 
you know, so one idea that I had was thinking through if you wanted, if let's say you're living in a world where, you know, just pick one thing from D&D, right? D&D warlocks have the invocation mask of many faces. They can cast alter self, disguise self as many times as they want. Basically any magic that allows you to change your appearance. Any single one, correct. Any any glamour magic, you would need some way to verify that it's not the same person voting over and over again, that each person voted only once. And that's an interesting place for blood magic to come in. Blood blood mages, which are normally seen as evil and dark and the the twisted evil magic because it uses blood. It's like, no, this actually could have some really, really potent implications and some really potent uses in civil society election integrity being one of them be like oh no we scanned this you tried voting like the card turns turns green if you voted already because the blood mages have enchanted this to read the blood throughout your body no notes on that i think that's cool i think blood i I like just the notion of using blood magic in a way that's not negative is pretty cool blood magic civil servants is kind of kind of kind of a i'm pretty stoked with that idea yeah well and i I I would suspect it would create and much like um, the bullshit attempts at, at election integrity now uh, create a lot of mistrust in because yeah. it's bad faith. People having a lot of wariness about blood mages trying to basically like read their blood and like that would be probably uncomfortable. So it would it would create an interesting trust dynamic of are people willing mm. to trust these blood mages? And then you'd have to consider what are they doing when they're not doing that. And how does that play into their ability to be this player in the elections of of this system? Right. How are they sort of do you mean how they are kept shielded from the public so that they're as uncorruptible or incorruptible? I mean that, but also like just are they like a good part of society? So if the blood mages are like other than that seen as creepy and weird and they have a stigma if if there's a stigma around the blood mages in the like in their normal day-to-day then this isn't going to work as well but if the in the normal day-to-day people think uh, like the blood mages are like a part of everyday life they're out there in civil society i mean they doing would probably good. be great doctors they could be doctors they could be doctors they could be doctors they could be cops they could be they could oh, be god I do have a different set of noodles if you want to go a different direction. Yes, for a second, go for is, it. So I was thinking about the notion of like in a magic world, like thinking about not necessarily efficiency, like worth because we're thinking from like an efficiency perspective. Take that away. Mm. This is like fantasy. Efficiency is this isn't about good governance always. Uh, you and I are about good governance. But what if you had um, say like it's election in a city and everybody, every house in the city like you grab uh you have like a firework or something that mm. you put that you like you send off and it has a color so if you're voting for candidate one it's a green firework if you're voting for candidate two it's a blue firework or whatever and so then people just like all throughout like you have like um it's like at the stroke of midnight you all have to set off a firework in the city to say who you vote for and then from like the high tower in the center of the city, imagine like a central citadel in the middle of the city. There's a tower at the top and there's a bunch of election uh, surveyors who sit up at the top and they count all the fireworks as they go off. That's how they that's how they vote. Now, 
it has so many vulnerabilities it's cinematic it's got echoes of uh catholicism like you know the pope announced yeah, basically the, announcing the pope because of the the and smoke that was a good sentence i talk good it's cinematic and i think that's what i'm going for is like the visual element of it and it has this celebratory element because i'm imagining in this world in this city they're really excited about every time they get to vote for whoever's in charge. So you could take That's it as cool because then you you throw in a history to it and you say this city was once ruled by a very cruel dictator. You know, the mayor of this town, like the king or whoever it was, was cruel and people hated him. And there was like they lived under his thumb. And so now this is like their celebratory way to to honor the fact that they're beyond that and they're in a, they're in a new chapter that they get to vote for whoever's in charge. So they set off these fireworks. Much like if you look at countries who are, when they're having an election, like in the past 100 years, people who like started having democracies after after having a, a dictatorship, there is like a, a lot of jubilation amongst a lot of people in the population. I mean, and I lived in South Africa. There's a lot of too. But too the, yeah, but I mean, I lived in South Africa for two and a half years during election season and election day is a national holiday. Yeah. And there are places where it is like a big tailgate almost. Yeah, it's a party. Where people, people are just are excited. because they're out there together. It's a very social thing there. And people show up. They yeah. show up. They wait in line. It's like it's a whole. I mean, it, it was just I remember watching that and being like, damn, we should really have this be a national holiday here. Not that I'm projecting, mm. but Kate, your, your point is well taken that what are ways to turn this into to rem, to not put to really change it up right like so make it make it make it make it i lost my idea no, i lost it i, mean, I was really hoping change, it would come back i lost I, it well okay. i i think the notion to really change it up is i mean it's at the core of a lot of this podcast but it's also an important note here of we're changing it up from people just as a part of their day go down to some building and write down your candidate on a piece of paper and move on. If you have magic, if you have, if you're world building, build whatever the fuck you want. So like I was thinking, I, I was, I, we had this idea because I was world building on elections for my world. And I texted you and I was like, we should do magical elections because I was in, but when I was said that I was thinking about this notion of you have like on the day of the election at some point in a very celebratory way, you have these massive, um, like amphitheaters uh main plazas like just like spaces around the city and and you and you designate specific candidates per location and you say in the evening go and like everyone has to like go to this place and be there and then through magic they're able to count the number of people like by feeling like through the earth how many feet are there they can they can count through like druidic magic or something how many people were, were hanging out at at the main square how many people were over at the theater how many people were down by the docks and it, it's you're vo voting by where you're standing because they can read the ground through the magic and then while you're there you're hanging out and you're partying and you're having a good time with the people in that area i dig it and honest initial thought is you would have to make sure that there was some sort of like ADA compliance, where if you had someone who was an amputee, maybe a war vet, like you found some way to account for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, like you can but, hand wave the magic from just like they can tell through through the earth how many people are there. Sure. Sure. Totally. Right. And just do something like, like through that. Body I think, heat. Through I think like that's thermal think, reads. Yeah. 
bones. I think that's I think that's great. I as you were talking, I got some other random noodles where let's it. imagine um each political party has a mascot, right? Like you've got the Phoenix party and the Griffin party and the Wyvern party, right? Like I'm just picking three here. And at the end, the voting occurs by coming standing in line and there you're standing in line and you choose which party by choosing which uh which creature you're going to give some sort of like magic pellet that makes it grow bigger <laughs> and then whoever whichever wins at the end is the it's, biggest it's just a and giant they, wyvern it's just a, i was going phoenix but you i don't know why you went with the wyvern party fucking communist but um yeah like you end up with this giant phoenix that just burns all the other ones to shit and then like, all right cool phoenix okay. party won yeah okay i think this is so why not like that's fucking random and weird and would make total and complete sense well the the latter part no doesn't make total yes, complete it sense, would. but it doesn't have to make total and complete sense. That's the yes, point. Yes, it would make complete sense. Yes, it would make complete sense, and I, I will mean, hear. No, I will hear nothing to the contrary. Please go listen nope, to the introduction nope, nothing, of our podcast nope, where we literally nope, say nope, it nothing, doesn't have to make sense. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> okay, so as you're saying ever. that, I, I was I was thinking about the notion of like, okay, when they announce the the winner, they kill the other two animals like in a, like a public slaughter. So they just, and then like, they eat them like a feast. Yeah. Yeah, like and it's a big slaughter the wyvern, and it's a big celebratory feast. Yeah, like slaughter the wyvern. Everybody eats wyvern today, and it's like almost like you're honoring who who lost. Like in a way, like if, if you do it in a way that's more of like, um, like we're all enjoying the thing that that you know, like we're eating our enemy, but we're appreciating it, but and we're like, having you know, fun with it. Yeah, and like <laughs> and like you're seated at the same table as me, the guy who I beat or whatever. Like, but then. What do you do with the the giant animal? Maybe you slaughter all three. You, you, you figure out which one. Maybe. I think maybe that's the best way to do it. Is you slaughter all three because you well, one you do not want a giant phoenix roaming around burning down things because it's made of fire and doesn't have any choice. So you probably just want to like slaughter the things and maybe just don't use a phoenix to begin with. I don't but know, like, that sounds boring. But like whatever the animals are, you don't want a giant version of them being available to roam I, around. I, I, I think it doesn't make sense. And see, this is why I said it makes sense because no. it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't can, make can hear your brain break. <laughs> I'm taking your idea and I'm running. Okay. So then they have the, like the three animals get big from the magic pellets. They, to celebrate the election, they eat, they slaughter them and eat them. Story noodle is that on this particular election, somebody uh, like let them free? Eco yeah, and then the giant phoenix um, killed and ate the other two. Once yeah. again, we're right back to where it's No, no, okay, so we're, we're subbing out the phoenix. It's no longer a phoenix. <laughs> so now it's, like, now it's like regular animals. We okay. got a cow, we got a horse, we got a pig. I don't know. Put whatever animals you want in there. And then now you have three giant animals that are who have been freed from their cages because in this situation they are like they're bound somehow because they, they're getting bigger and they have to stay put now they're on the loose running around wreaking havoc in the city and you've got a story idea there yeah you go. no that i think that's point. great 
I, I, I literally had a module I was I, I drafted up once for D and D, which was uh, there's like eco terrorists because you know me and eco terrorists. Um, love eco terrorists. I I just think they're interesting. I think they're an interesting concept. For, you you, for you and I are literal the the Marge Simpsons meme with the I just think they're neat. This podcast has a lot of oh I just think they're neat. I just think uh, they're neat. Assassins, eco terrorists, druids. <laughs> Druid uh, assassins, druid assassins in particular. <laughs> yeah, the druid assassins here, eco terrorists, is really like this is the, our niche, man. That is so my niche. I'm just gonna get a tattoo of, <laughs> of that. I had this whole idea of uh, there's like a like a like a circus in a city, and then eco terrorists uh, break everybody, break all the animals free, and now they're on the like they're running around uh, and wreaking a bunch of havoc. And I was like, oh yeah, it's the same, yeah, same yeah. basic. No, principle. I think that I think that sounds great. I love it. And I want to I want to go into uh, I mean, these are all great, like mechanisms for voting itself. Yep. Right. I want to get into a little bit like since we're talking about voting, who oversees voting and how do you do it? Right. Like we'd already talked a little bit about once again, blood mages because blood mages are awesome. But there are other ways like what are the possible ways that magic could fuck up a voting system like that? And how would you avoid it? Right. So one way, you know, you could use blood magic to say, oh, I see through your altar self or your glamour spell. You could also have state sponsored psychics. Right. Like I'm reading your mind. I see that you are, in fact, not Kyle. You are actually Ethan playing a practical joke. May, may or may not be projecting here. But so I'm not going to count your vote. And by the way, off you go to jail. Right. So you could have psychics do it. But who who would be overseers? Who would be the election officials? Who would yeah. be counting the ballots and making uh -huh. sure that the whole ballot yep. supply chain, such as it was, was unbroken? OK, I'm as you were saying all this, I was thinking about I think it's going to be something. So imagining it, it's not just purely humans in this society, like there is some um, powerful like. Uh, mythical-esque creature. I was thinking of like... Uh, like a sphinx? Like a sphinx. Like something all-knowing-y? Yeah, I was thinking about a giant for some reason. Like the giant who lives up on the mountain. Who like, everybody goes to them to vote or something. Like having hmm. somebody who has a little bit less skin in the game. But just kind of does it as a favor. As Who's a way really to keep order. really good at counting. I, it's, it's, it's a good way to keep order. So whatever... Like so say you... Uh, concept like D and D, there are creatures who have an absolute like desire for order. They are lawful order or whatever. Whatever orderly creature it is, whatever creature or institution, person, whoever has an uh, interest in keeping order in the society could be a good person to be administering the elections. So if it's a sphinx or something like that, um like they can like like a wizard like Gandalf, like an old powerful wizard works well. Um Yes, I don't know. I think I agree, and I want I want to come yeah. I want to come back to to the wizard. I want to come back to the wizard Gandalf because that's a whole other thing to consider to to bring into this. That's a whole other element. But I like the idea of having um, basically a third party, like yeah, a, a exactly. completely impartial third party, yeah. do the counting. That's which really is, fun. Which is not something you would have happen in the real world as often, because usually people it's. Governments are sovereign. They have constitutions. They've set up an institution for their elections. But if you can kind of just throw all that out and you say, like, this is like a pretty, like, anarchic world of this fantasy. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the people who live here have just decided this is how they do it. And they run off tradition. And there aren't, like, a bunch of governments otherwise 
and then because it could just be like this is the only form of government you know, like on the continent is this and then there's a bunch of kind of like anarchic like, there's some tribes of orcs over there there's like some goblins who live in in the forest and hang out on their own and there's like people around but they aren't necessarily organized as a state right right they and could be interesting third parties they could be but here but the thing is you for there to be a third party you you would need to have somebody where the outcome of the election has no impact on them right mm -hmm. so like a outside party state could be like oh well the the phoenix party you know that had really threatened to fucking murder my entire family yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm not i'm gonna go vote for the 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 basilisk party over here mm -hmm. right i'm thinking so in a lot of these worlds the gods are real oh yeah if the gods are real what concern do religious orders have over the affairs of mortals they're like hey yeah you can try and tax me more i guess but i worship the thunder god and he literally will strike you with lightning if you piss us off enough so you might not want to do that mm, so there's by that distinction you could very reasonably have a separation between church and state but yeah. one where the church or any religious institution actually oversees just this part of state because they have nothing they have like, like nothing happens. It doesn't matter who wins the election because the churches are still going to do what they want to do. Why? Because the gods are very real. And so you don't want to piss them off. Yeah. And there is historical. I mean, there's a principle in Judaism called um, which means that obedience to civil laws of whatever country you live in is religiously mandated, is mandated by God. Like it, there is a built in yep. separation between church and state in Judaism. And there is, this is also in Christianity where, you know, Jesus mainly says, give under Caesar, give unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, right? And it creates that immediate split and divide. And that could be an interesting way of doing it where it creates a state partnership with the, with the church, but the church has no no real interest in state activities simply because like i said okay. if the gods are real okay i don't care how you zone my temple i'm gonna yeah. do what the fuck i want all right so in that scenario i think you'd probably have to say the priests of the god of thunder can't vote because they're ministering right because they're gods yeah, I, yeah. so i think it's... that i think that might be fair i think that might be reasonable all right so you take away the votes and i don't that might be the end of that thought honestly <laughs> Is that necessarily a bad I mean, we think no, of, it's not a bad thing. Like in this society, again, gods are real. They don't have to give a fuck. They might say, like, all right, yeah, we're gonna follow the rules, but Yeah, well, okay. Well, let's, who let's, gives this, a shit? This begs like a, a bigger question about who gets to vote. Agreed. And you know, look at the history of human evolution about who gets to vote and went from basically just rich white people in america it went from rich land holding white people white men america slowly started to to grant the right to vote to every other group over time and still isn't great at making sure everybody has the the same access to voting right. you can make it so that it's only the guild masters can vote there's mm -hmm. 25 guilds all of them vote for who's in charge right you could make it that only um the king's house or not the king's house but like the, there's like one house that is huge and only people from there 
can vote for who gets to be in charge. And it's only people from that house who get to win because an election does not have to be like a modern democracy in your fantasy world. In the real world, it needs to be this way. In a fantasy world, you could say it's a small pool of people who are allowed to be in charge. It's a small pool of people who can vote for them. And it still counts as an election. And it might be the most interesting form of government for your world because it's exploring something new. Like I don't want to just institute direct democracy into my world because I'm just like, well, this is not fun uh, from a world building perspective. I don't don't think for me personally. You can make it the weirdest fucking thing. You could say only... The people that vote. were born on the second Tuesdays of every fourth month. We're talking about it as like it, it could also just not even be intelligent life that's voting. You could say it's the rats vote. Whoever, whichever house has the most rats in it is the is where it, it, they're in charge. I don't. You can make it whatever you want. So like, sure. let's think about like what is a setup that we can think of for who is voting. Where power exists is where I think you're going to see limits on who can and cannot vote. You know, if you wanted to live in a majocracy again and think of weird ways, imagine that you, you know, you, a majocracy, you live in, there is a city or a country that is so broad and so populated with mages that it is actually just one magic school. But it is so big that it encompasses the territory of a city or a nation. And so whoever then is the president of that academic university is also by default the president of the nation. And that's an interesting huh. form of governance. Yeah, right? th- that is. Because, a, but then so how do you get elected to become the head of the university? Faculty? Only only professors of the university system have a vote. Yeah, why not? Narrow it down. Even though just those with just those with tenure. Maybe if it's a majocracy, it might be like you need to prove your mage skill to a certain capacity in order right. to qualify or, or to magical lineage. Even if you have no mage skill, you can say, Oh, my great, great grandfather was, or my great, great grandparent was. Yeah. Cause Is you that... basically, you basically take the land holding requirement of the real world in history and you make it magical. Right. Any other criteria. Yeah. Any other, like any criteria you, you think it'd be interesting to set to limit who's voting. You can't, and they can all be weird and arbitrary like that. Yeah, you could even have it be if you lived in a world and we talked about um, we did an episode recently on immortality. And this was something we didn't discuss, but could have been very, very cool is maybe if you if you live in a society where where people are very long lived or immortal, maybe you are only think of a, a normal age limit in society. You know, you have to be 18 to vote. What if you have to be 1800 to vote? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Or what if you, you could say there's some immortals and only those immortals are allowed to vote. You could say mm-hmm. that only the non-immortals are allowed to vote. As like I'm thinking about it and I'm going, huh, if it's a fantasy world. So I think if it's like D&D or like something where there's a bunch of species, races, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, dwarves and humans have different forms of governance, even though they live in the same place. Right. The humans elect their officials who represent all the humans. The dwarves have a king. And? That's kind of the end of the thought. Oh, okay, cool. Well, and then I actually like that. And then maybe the form of government, you call it, maybe you call it a diarchy. Because the elected president and the king have to mutually agree on a decision before it gets enacted. Before it becomes law. Before it becomes policy. I think that works. Usually when you're giving power, you're giving it to one individual or you're giving it to a lot of people. You don't normally want to give it to an even number because it creates... potential for, for stalemates right 
But I think giving it to an even number is the most interesting because one, it means that you've got to have some compromise going on. Right. And two, it's just more interesting from a story perspective because you could have like, uh, what if the, the king, the dwarven king and the human prime minister don't get along and now they're at a crossroads and right. then you have like a splintering going on because they just cannot decide on one particular issue. Like are right. there mechanisms for recall? Yeah. Are there, are, are there mechanisms for splitting? I don't know. Yeah. Cause then it also creates a weird power dynamic of the king has no worries about his position, but that the prime minister does, but maybe that also creates an opportunity for the humans to kind of, you know, undermine the king's authority among the dwarves and say, right. we have tried several prime ministers. They've right. all been trying to compromise with your king. Your he's, dude ain't doing shit. He is not representing you well. He's not representing anyone's interest. He's just being an asshole. What are you going to do about it? And then you basically create a revolution among so, the dwarves because he's like, you're seeing the the repercussions of ineffective governance of uh, a monarchy versus effective governance in a, in a democratic system live in your city or in your country, whatever, however you want to break it up. Yeah. I love that. I think that, I think that's super cool. I think that's super fun. And it also is getting me, if we're thinking about who can vote, it's also making me wonder who the hell can run for office. Like, yeah. It, like, because often it, you have to the be rat king. right. The racket, but often you have to be, voting eligible you have to be a voting age to be able to run for office that's mm -hmm. that's typically the yeah. standard but what if you had what if you had a clone running around or a simulacrum Ooh, yeah. or yeah. something yeah, or, Could, just, or like our changelings a thing or well change changelings i file more into the kind of that original um the original question we were talking about with the with the sure. psychics or the blood mages, like making sure that, you know, someone would be checking to make sure that you're actually you. No, but, but yeah, but I mean, like um, somebody could like I'm thinking of a changeling who's running for office could change and like impersonate their their opponent. And make a fool of them and then change back into their normal self. And so they can just go out there basically spreading misinformation by changing and uh, and you could I mean, you could do the same thing of just. Whoever's running running for office, the shenanigans you can get up to to smear your your opposition are quite significant. If that's, you've got magic at your at your back, that's why deep fakes are terrifying. Yeah, deep fakes are absolutely terrifying. Do, um, do, 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 you, do, do. But yeah, but your your point is well taken. I I am I I am imagining that there is a you know that changelings in particular fall under that original category. But yeah. if you have a clone, right? Like, would that clone count as a separate individual with their own ability to run for office or vote independently so right? you got so say you have um julia and julia's clone both get elected what's julia's clone's name quick it's just julia's clone jc yeah jc jc the, the original jc it's her julia's it's her. clone yeah, there is no other JC. We're taking no questions. And so Julia and JC are have the same, like they're the exact same, except now they both hold office. Is that like and that's what you're getting at? Yeah. Or or maybe you make a bunch of simulacra sort of like in a critical role, 
you know, you've got Pumat Soul, who has four simulacra, three, four, it doesn't matter. A simulacra He's got a bo- being a clone. Being a clone, right. He's got four clones of himself helping him run his magic shop. But let's say you just happen to do that. Would these clones count as people that could vote or not? I, I mean, I, I think you would be pretty silly it'd be pretty silly if anybody in that society let that happen i I think everybody would say no 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 you don't get to julia you can run for office jc can be your assistant jc cannot also hold office jc is a clone ah but because they can be your assistant that brings in an interesting question like can jc speak on your behalf yeah just just Just, in the same just like just like a staffer can speak on someone's behalf the chief of staff can come out and speak on behalf of the president and people are yeah. like, that's probably what the president's what he would say too, you know? So if JC is coming out and saying something, one, they chose to let JC say that probably. Um, and, 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 and then it becomes like, it's up to Julia to solve that crisis if JC is going rogue. But right. I think, I think they'd be allowed to, I think if, if you were in a society where cloning was real, you would not like, you would be very specific. Like you would, you would definitely keep them at bay because then you could have the entire government overrun. Like, so say there's an elected assembly. You could have an entire elected assembly overrun by one powerful wizard who just made a bunch of clones and is pretty charismatic. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you no longer have this this democratic system. This is why warlocks don't learn simulacrum. Sure. Um, moving away from the D&D talk. Yeah, um, but yes, your point is is very well taken. What are the requirements you, you have to meet and how do you qualify? And I'm thinking about because like if you blend types, so you blend in like uh, trials of some kind, like you have to mm. prove yourself to be worthy to be a candidate. You can't just declare yourself. You have to become worthy of the candidacy. And we talked a little bit about the like you've got to prove your magical capacity or something. But what if it's a very, very like sword and sorcery, heroic, high fantasy kind of thing of you really have to like, like the people in charge are all heroes. They're grand adventurers. You need to go like in a very Herculean, quite literally, go complete a bunch of tasks to prove that you are worthy to stand for this office. So only like the most uh, impressive individuals are allowed to stand for office and then they're voted on by the people. So like you have to prove that that you you can take on the mantle yourself. So it could be climb to that top of that mountain and bring back something from the top, whatever it is. I don't know. There's a tree up there that's like it's one of a kind tree. If you can get one of their flowers and bring it back, they die like within like a few hours. So like it has to be you have to be the one to go pluck it, and then you have an entire story arc that can be built into that of somebody who's in, who lies because they um there is like a a pretender tree that somebody has grown somewhere mm. uh, or uh, somebody else climbed up there and brought it down and they, they just paid them or I don't know. You, you can come up with whatever reasoning you want of somebody impersonating having passed these trials and they stand for office. And then you have like a crisis building from that. I'm down. Or what if you, what if you Jedi mind tricked someone into going up there for you? Yeah. Like would that, Anything. but, but real talk, would that count? Like, if you are powerful enough, a mage, psychic, whatever, to bewitch someone to go against their own well-being and do this incredibly, presumably rigorous task, 
and complete it. If you're that powerful, why don't you just do it yourself? Well, maybe you're maybe you have incredible telepathic powers, but you are physically frail. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, Like, would you like sort of like in Game of Thrones, you know, you can choose a um, a champion. Right. You can choose a champion. You can choose a champion. You can choose the campiest ending. Uh, Yes, you can choose a champion to do X, Y, Z on your behalf. Could you do that? Like, or what if you, let's say you pick someone and you didn't do it yourself, but you cast a strong enough haste on them and they did it. Like, would, because of the haste, but would that? I think, okay, I, that's a good point. I I think, because if, if you can show, because if it's not about necessarily physical strength, it's about capacity, it's about capability. Right. You've proven your capability to get the thing whatever means you have at your disposal because those are the means you, you will use on behalf of the people so if like you're a like a really like burly like you know warrior you're probably going to be like the warrior king type you know whatever the warrior president we don't really have those right. like you're gonna like so that's what you're you're showing up as that if you're the guy who controls somebody to go do it then you're showing oh like i'm very manipulative and I will like in diplomacy be like our greatest asset because I will I will bend the will. I got of everybody. the gift of gab. Yeah, like that 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 king from the kingdom that we all hate. Like, oh, don't worry. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him to do what I need him to do on behalf of all of us. Like, it is your your strength is what you're showing by completing the task in whatever means you can. Mm-hmm. As long, because you still have to stand for election. That's not even like that's just proving that you are worthy to be to just stand for election. It doesn't mean you're actually right. elected yet. It doesn't mean you win. It just means that you can do it. Yeah. So then if the, if the people say, you mind controlled somebody, fuck you. That's really not okay. Or they could say, yeah, that's what we need right now. Right. We'll take you. Right. I think, like, maybe I, I think we're it works not, better maybe... if, it's, if it's all, if it's no holds barred. It says, whatever you want to do, we don't care. Just bring us the flower. I think that works pretty well. I, I, no, I agree. I think I think that works out quite well. One thing that could be cool is like, how would you work in residency laws? Like, if you lived in a world where planar travel was, oh god, consistent yeah. or or available, right? Mm-hmm. You 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 know, well, if you just... had regular access to the Feywild, would Fey creatures? who might be let's say you know you've got a fey dragonfly that's completely sentient could they run for office well i mean could they could they vote even like what is the residency program look like what are the restrictions there for for cross-planar entities and are they different for uh not cross-planar cross-national or cross-border physical border well you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah it's an interesting question of like what is the because like so, say you're if you're a fire elemental living in this city, one how, but two, why? Yeah, why? And three, what? But four, <laughs> I think you should be able. I mean, one, you should probably be allowed to vote because you live there. It'd be obvious that that you live there. Maybe that's all right. Maybe you break it up. So, if you're the if you're Gandalf overseeing the elections or whatever, all of the residents, all of like the humans who live in this place, they come to vote. And then you have a separate vote tally for all the extra planers you, because it's like, oh, like we need to 
verify that like because all the, the humans who live there it's like yeah we, we know you live there we know we know what house you're at you quickly like you, you don't make much verification there for extra planers you're like you're from the fire plane how are you living here and like um can we trust that you, you actually live here and you kind of like have like a separate process for them to vote and maybe you weigh those votes differently and you say you are a water elemental you want the whole city to be underwater your vote's kind of insane here we can't have it be underwater we'll all die so we are just going to weigh your vote very differently we're, we're going to eliminate it from you know we're going to like lower it because of your I, I don't know like you could could you tweak it in some way basically so i'm getting at for these like extra planers would you do the same for again you know dragons sphinxes there are lots of fully sentient, even non-extra planar, but simply base planar yeah. magical creatures. But do they want to vote? I guess is a question too, because like who, if you're really powerful, why would you care? You would getting just, back kind of to the religion, to the clergy. Point. Yeah, to the clergy, but also just to the like almost the disrespect that they would have for. So if, if you're like Smaug doesn't give a shit who's the mayor of Lake Town. It's irrelevant to him. If you're a dragon, you probably don't care who's in charge. You'll kill them all the same. In um, Terry Pratchett's uh, Discworlds, in uh, Guards Guards, there's a dragon that comes to life, and it like eventually just like makes the the mare into a thrall, and like very evilly. Like it's very intense and very odd. Mm. Uh, and it's so maybe. Maybe the dragons do care because then they can just, they want whoever they want to be in power because they say, oh, bring me the gold. Yeah. So maybe they do. Maybe they do have a vote. Maybe, maybe they do care. I don't know. Maybe it's a power scaling thing, much mm. like in the real world where money seems to just decide elections for people, um, which is bad to be clear. Um, if you power scale instead it. of campaign finance laws, we have campaign power laws. Like a, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Campaign power laws. We say the dragon, like, should like the dragon's vote matters more because the dragon could kill everybody all at once. Right. The dragon's really powerful. Right. So we need to be. We and the dragon's going to do whatever the fuck the dragon wants to do, regardless of what so the like, people vote. So we we will to like appease Let the dragon. Let them hear the people burn. Yeah, we will give the we will give the dragon like a more powerful vote. So their vote counts for twenty thousand votes as opposed to just one, because they can murder twenty thousand people in one second. And then like um the rats get a vote too. But the rats vote for like it's one tenth of a vote. The um the extra planers vote counts as like half a vote. The humans vote one vote. The there's like um, so interesting how everything is, and I get it because it's it's the only way that we have. But it would be interesting to do a world that is not base base human. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I right. think we should. We'll probably touch on that at some point of building a world that is not base human. Yeah, that's, but it's that's hard all. to do. Yeah, it's hard to do, but I think it would be really fun. And this gets I mean, back. We, we talked about uh, intelligent but, animals. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, yeah. I'm not going to go there. We'll yeah, go another direction. But so, um, like, or maybe the election is just the dragons who live nearby. There's, there's, uh, like, there's a series of dragons at 
different points. So, okay, say you have like a, there's a valley and there's uh, civilization is in this valley and along the edges of it, there are dragons. There's, we'll say there's like eight dragons, nine dragons that live around the valley and they all are kind of rivalries, but also respect. They all kind of keep to themselves. They want to keep their own space. Right. They choose who gets to be in charge of the humans in the valley. So like they have like a council of the dragons that just decides who's in charge. Like who's the human governor, basically. Yes, basically. Where they say. That's so it's a dragon empire then. Just so I mean, isn't isn't that the way Rome like correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that the way that like Rome's like, oh, yeah, you're governor of, of England. Or whatever yeah, they I mean, called th- it. Yeah, like somewhat. That is a it is an imperial colonial colonialism colonial colonialist. Um, yeah, but in this situation, like they like don't like they just because they want the humans to not attack any of them. They just say, "We'll let you do your own thing. We're going to decide who's in charge. We will keep you guys. We will leave you alone. You leave us alone." But we can't absolutely murder all of you at any moment because there's nine of us. And if we ever put our shit like off to the side, we'll kill you. But yeah. because we don't want to have to deal with with any drama, we're just going to let you guys be. and We're going to pick who's in charge. Cool. OK, everybody wins. We're picking. Dave. Ted. Tev. Ted. Ted and Dave are both in charge. We're going. Te- no, I like you said Tev. I like Tev. All right. Tev's in charge. Tev is, Tev is in charge. Name. Tev is in charge. That's it. We're we're backing off. You guys have fun. Don't don't come towards us. Just stick in your valley. Yeah, it's all good. Talk to Tev. And, and, and if anything tries to come in the valley from the outside, we'll let you we'll know. Protect and, it. And, and, yeah, maybe we'll deal with it. Maybe we'll let you know. TBD. Yeah. Political politically symbiotic relationships. Yeah, might, might be a thing. And like they should be a thing more often than they are. I think. I mean, they well, have. We would just call them alliances and, and say NATO. Yeah. yeah, like alliances are real, um, but politically symbiotic relationships where you have the power dynamic that you'd have between like a dragon and a human is very uncommon because it doesn't exist in the real world. Uh, we don't have like a, like individuals don't have yeah, that no, type of power dynamic. The U.S. Dynamic. definitely doesn't have more nukes than any other member of NATO. I'm saying definitely indiv- not the, at all. The individual power dynamics between people, between individuals, are never ah, like that because you I innately see. are like are not that powerful. No matter who ah. you are, you are not innately as powerful. The difference between you and a dragon, like, is just yeah, it's just too much. Right, um, right, right, right. Bringing in these other creatures, like we, we talked about Ents in the past and like Ents in, in our Forest episode about like Ents being really important. Maybe the Ents get to choose who's in charge because they are maybe because, because they are wise. the oldest and wisest. Yeah. Yeah. Because people might also just defer on wisdom or it doesn't even necessarily need to be wisdom. Maybe it's just straight tradition like the Ents yeah. have always chosen. And if there's never been a problem, why fuck with it? And, and and I think that's kind of part of this is also if it's traditional, people will just let the dumbest traditions keep going because they're traditions. Why the fuck do British lawyers have to wear powdered wigs in court? Tradition. Yeah, it's a, it's a tradition. It's really stupid, but it's a, a tradition, so they do it. You, you There's could... a professor, uh, professor in grad school who used to say uh, tradition is the dead getting a vote. Very good point. Yeah. Which we already discussed with necromantic voting, but the point remains. Well, we didn't, we didn't talk about like spirits voting or like 
you literally like ask the dead who they'd vote for. You've asked no, every, you oh. we didn't. But what about possession voting? Where you pos- where there's a spirit running around possessing someone, sort of like mind control. Yeah, but literally the dead getting a vote. I'm gonna go a completely different direction and much more extreme. Not right. well, not completely different direction, a similar direction, but much more extreme. All right. Everybody who has ever lived in this society gets a vote, ever. They commune with all of the like dead. a like a mass seance. Yes, and every single person. What if they're the because only ones that get a vote? I think I, I think you, you could do it only or with them. But I think the principle of it's like their legacy living on and and like guiding the trajectory. Like because people always talk like the founding fathers would have wanted this or that. Well, what if they were alive? What if like what if we could? What if they weren't alive? Not if they were alive. What if we could talk <laughs> to them? What if we could talk to the dead and say, "You get a vote. Who do you want to vote for in the next election?" You know, what if you just Every single election is is mass seance to every single dead, every dead spirit I love of idea. throughout the course of this, this, um, this government, and that could be. And then you have like the mages guild or the necromancer. Now the necromancer's guild comes back. The necromancer's guild does the mass seance. It reminded me of this meme that I saw somewhere. Someone saying, "How do you think?" What do you think the founding fathers would say about all these millions of of votes in California? And the response from the founding fathers was the the how many of what in where? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they would know the word vote, but it would it would create such an interesting tension as well. We would have that of being like dead generations are holding us back from changing and it's really fucking annoying but they vote every time what do we do and then you have the tension of trying to break that tradition or trying to 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 somehow influence it influence that like through the necromancers to to, like get a different get a different reading from the seance i don't know i think that's cool especially if and that would put a lot of a lot of emphasis and focus on the necromancers because maybe if you're too powerful a necromancer you can't run the seance because if you're too powerful you could actually influence votes oh interesting so only like low right, level sort of, employees can do it right because they're the only ones that like basically in D terms they can only you know cast speak with dead but they, they can't. can't cast I don't know, like control the true dead or resurrection something. or summon undead or aberrant, you know? Yeah, whatever. like they're yeah, like everybody knows that th- their magic is quite limited and they can do the task and no more, no less. Yeah, I think yep. yeah, that, that that works pretty well. Now, I I, I guess an, another question, a major question to frame this is like, how often do you have uh, like elections in your world? And that depends on also like the the governing structure matters a lot here and. Who's being who's being elected? So is it like a full assembly? That's up for you to decide. Is it a council? Is it two people? Is it one person? Whoever the number of people being elected should have a significant impact on how often you have those elections. Because if you have uh, 500 people voted in every single year, it's gonna be really difficult to administer. Mm. But if you do it one person every 50 years, it's pretty stupid. 
think again it might depend on the the power structure and like again do you have the long live species i think it would depend on that right because if you've got ends or elves or you know anything where it's like oh 20 years doesn't fucking matter to me at all i was zoned out for 20 years and just really bored um what if it's you get elected for uh the rest of your life It's it's a life term and then you create the tension around like we we can't vote in this elf yet because he's got 600 more years we got to wait till he's a little bit older and by that i mean we a, a lot older because we don't want him in office. like if he sucks he's in office for a very long time right and so then you vote people in ad hoc as as they die or as they whatever and you also create a lot of story opportunities for like assassinations being a common thing or so i want to bring us back because i mentioned it kind of offhand as a bit of a joke but the more i think about it the more i think it's actually really funny and important you know so we said we were joking about campaign finance law and you know joked about campaign power law there would absolutely be rules protecting as part of like the integrity of elections, there would also be the integrity of campaigns. I have to imagine that, right? Because let's say, for example, you know, you're living in a world where you're just, you can scry on people over yeah. and over again, right? Like uh-huh. divination magic is the ultimate oppo research. Yeah. Right. You would just be able to read their thoughts. You would be able to see where they're going. Like it's having immediate unfettered access to everyone's search history. And that's just, you know, but here's a yeah. question, right? Like, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I mean, I think it's a bad thing. You do, but having absolute certainty, like no campaign, no candidate has anything secret because they're being scried on at all times. Well, I think then you then you beg the question: Who would bother to run? Because that's like that's an increasing question in like the real world is people being like it's you have no privacy like you used to have a, a, more privacy than you do now if you ran for office and now you have so little in like the the 21st century that it's only crazy people who really want to run because they don't care about the attention or that's what they're looking for because the amount of t- attention you get is so aggressive and you have every stone will be turned over in your life. Often there's like that sneaky element of you've lived a bit of a a bit too on the straight and narrow your entire life. It's kind mm. of suspicious. What have you been just like, and it kind of breeds distrust that you've been planning to run for office. And so it, it, there's like that when people like, cause there's two sides of it is people who, when you know what they've been up to and like the, the crazy shit, like when you can divine and see all that, like you might trust them more because you know, what you know, you know them at their worst, but if they don't have a worst, then you beg questions. But I think they, but maybe they, what if they, I don't think, I I don't think the oppo research is necessarily the big issue there. I don't think that's going to be a huge issue. I think it might be an issue for like, like mind control, like Manchurian candidates seem like a really easy thing to occur in this type of world. Yeah. Because you can, because mind control is literally a thing. So you could just, the neighboring kingdom could mind control somebody midway through an election or before the election even occurs right and boom and they can do it remotely maybe i don't know like in the witcher they do this where like the 
the sorceresses. Like each, there's one of them at every court because they're really important and really powerful. Right. Like I get why. Because if magic is real, you need an advisor. You need somebody next to whoever's in charge to be incredibly adept at magic to protect you. Right. But also they might be the one to betray you. So then it almost makes the mageocracy have a lot more merit because if it's a mage who's in charge, they can protect themselves from the magic from without. I hate it when we come back around full circle. I, I hate it. Yeah, a little bit. Sorry. No, but it's a but it's a but it's the right point, right? Like it's completely yeah. correct. Where again, you just right. Like why would the mages even bother? It's like if they're going to be deferring to us anyway, you should just well, give maybe up they, the charade and just but, take control. But they might not want because I mean, again, it's like they might not want the attention. They want to subtly just like hang on the back. Yeah, I'll protect you and I'll get like all the way to live a good life. I'll get to be in a decision making position. I can sway you because it can be that they are like they're basically the shadow puppet, they're the shadow government of the world. I think we talked about this in um, Spies. We did. Um, we talked about Spies, I think, with I forget who it was, which spy thing, but it was like the spy network that is secretly running the world by like. Literally, I think it was the the translators, the false translators, or whatever. Right. Um, the 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 you yeah. Name. And we talked about like the McKin. They basically we had <laughs> we created created McKinsey. McKinsey. Yeah, but so like these mages could just basically run the world by being the advisors, right? Because um, they don't want well. Don't and want and now we're back to the Bene to the Bene Gesserit. Yeah, yeah, and it's like these notions that exist in in genre fiction are there for a reason because they're kind of a logical conclusion but also just cuz they're yeah. interesting and they're fun to have because having you know powerful mages around in those situations is pretty cool you can also have it I'm thinking about like if the mages are just an independent third party they hang out they're they're much more like scholarly or what have you or they're so mistrusted that nobody would use magic that like uh, the elected officials have to avoid it at all costs. Like, but the mages are still like investigating, maybe fucking around in some way. Oh, that's interesting. That could be a qual. I could actually see that being a qualification for running for office is that you have never touched magic. Mm. Maybe yeah. that's the only way to prove that you are. It's it, it's like, like yes, it's you're like still American vulnerable. Politicians to... have to have never touched drugs or whatever to get mm, because we're right. Stupid. Right. But and maybe that could be like you could use that as an allegory and have a have a similar fun argument about it. But I do think that that's that would be the way of proving, you know, the concern is that everyone's vulnerable to magical corruption. Right. And maybe the only way to avoid it is to say, oh, I've never touched magic. I've never used magic. I will not use magic in my campaign, blah, 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 blah. Nothing like that. Right. But that leaves people ignorant to the potential of human corruption i'm thinking about like the financing side of things now and i was thinking about like oh like the corruptibility we talked about dragons you know it has a lot of money dragons yeah a dragon like so say you just could a gold dragon fund a campaign himself by shedding his scales oh i fucking love it yeah they could yeah they could oh yeah Shower me in those scales. Give me that. Right. Like, or, or like it, or every time. I mean, imagine dragons are <laughs> analogous to scale, right? Like you, you, what if you keep a dragon for its scales and you just collect oh, its skin whenever oh, it sheds? That's so fucked. Well, that, well, that's just an interesting notion. Regardless of this context, that's interesting. 
like a, a dragon could bankroll a campaign on their own just from their horde and everyone would just assume that a dragon would never do that they would never give up any of their horde but right. for some reason they do in one instance and they bankroll somebody to win i don't know you could do something like that uh obviously like you, I mean, you could just basically play out campaign financing in the exact same way of like. I, I think skill. it would function the same way. Yeah, yeah. it's the same. I, well, I, I think I, it would just be it's sort of like the when we talked about in our episode on teleportation. You know, there was the teleportation, the security administration. Like, it's a real world thing. We're just judging it up for fantasy. So yeah, there's still campaign finance reform and the 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 dragon family can't just give all of their horror you know like you have to form some this is operating on the assumption that it's a campaign that is the operative word you could make it so that the election you you declare your candidacy you like on like in the morning it's a day of people of debate people giving speeches people justifying it they're like presenting themselves to the public like in like a big forum and then the at you know the end of the day when like sun sets there's a vote like you you don't like because we're bringing in the notion that it's a long tail process yeah, it true. could be the day of and it, and in many instances it might be easier to do it that way because you don't have if you don't have like the media stuff that we have and if you don't have the distance I mean, I, I'm projecting because I would love shorter campaigns in the real world and uh, not uh, f fucking 12 year campaigns, whatever the hell we have at this point. Um, but if you could basically just do it all in one day and then that one day also becomes so much more celebratory and like it's election day. And then you really get to like, like suss out who people are throughout that mm. process a lot because it's really, it's, it's a strong interrogation day or it's like a couple of days. It could be just like one week. It could be anything but like you're not like you can't declare your candidacy beforehand if you do you're like you are disqualified or something so kyle uh what do you submit for candidacy for what stuck for you i i vote what would you like to for, nominate i'm gonna vote i'm not even gonna nominate i'm just gonna bypass the nominations um i'm gonna vote i think the magic pellets thing feeding the animals for the can like the party uh oh, yeah leading to the big celebration at the end yeah i think that was pretty fun i think that's i think that and then like the firework they're very impractical but they're very fantastical and i think they create interesting uh, cinematics in, in my head for world building so i'm gonna... i'm still stuck on Honestly, I'm still stuck in Blood Mages of Civil Servants. Yeah. <laughs> like, Blood Mages are cool. It's such a, it's just such an interesting. I like it because it's very much one of those. Well, the power to do this means great or terrible things depending on who has it, mm -hmm. which is a true for all magic. Which is true for all magic, but for for Blood Magic, we've always spoken about it in such evil terms i'm gonna go ahead and mandate that we just do an episode on blood mages for good yeah i think, <laughs> I think everybody uh, ethan has just queued up our next episode so yeah look forward to next week's episode of blood magic <laughs> for blood good. magic for good um i think specific to elections i really like um noodling on the the minutiae the nitty-gritty with 
different circumstances, like, you know, thinking about term limits when you have incredibly long-lived species or age limits or restrictions with incredibly long-lived species. I just think yeah, this is a, that's, this is that's a topic the, for, for like, if you like minutia, this yeah. topic is great. Right. It's just, and that's the, you know, look, we went to grad school for IR. We like that kind of shit. I think that's just really fun. Were we to have an actual discussion where we had to set that up together, I feel confident that we would end up screaming at each other over a table, right? Like just I, vehemently disagreeing with each other over some small detail. And I think that's just really fun. And it wouldn't be fun to listen to. So you don't have to. Don't yeah. worry. But we do appreciate that you're listening to this episode. Bye. Bye. Uh, no. That's um, what stuck for us. Let us know what's stuck for you. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.